Adam. Wow, I don't know. You I seem very. Please. It will be until somebody tells you to change it. I would never do that. I just let my dog out, so I'm going to have to. What the heck? I paused did... it. I mean, I no. muted it. No, did something. You muted him? No, I thought you heard uh, the podcast just started. Oh, no. I was actually just trying to find the pop-up, and, and my dark theme went back to white. Oh. Uh, Something asked me if I wanted to change my theme without me prompting it. That was weird. Yeah, mine just changed automatically. on. A, oh, that's weird. I popped out the chat, and it turned dark. Funny. Hmm. They made some changes this week because the, uh, the streaming... Uh, utility the streaming tools are now using their modern streaming tools so you have to use classic if you want to do what I do every week which is use the same stream code uh-huh. uh, so well, that was weird he was there and then he just vanished he went to do something it's, is that oh there he is excellent alright so in the chat we have Natropolis and Christopher and Christopher and you know Peoples, it's good to hear you. Welcome. Welcome, chatters. Welcome, chatters, to, to the fray. Hot diggity daggity. Well, we have, you know, almost 15 people watching. That's a fortnight of people. No. <laughs> this should have, like, a what? term for what? a gaggle of arcaders. You know what? Like no one. No one ever gets tired of... We, you know what? Did, do we post on all the social medias that we're live? I did that for Facebook. I can go over there. Okay. Facebook. Poor Mark's internet has not been very good lately. Look at all those lights. That must cost a fortune. Don't answer that question. <laughs> no, that's fine. You can answer it. It must cost a fortune to run those lights. No, they're all LED. So it's not too bad, huh? No, but I, we just redid the arcade. Oh. And so the LEDs were one thing I had to do. It took days, but it's so worth it. People love it. That's so cool. I mean, I'm going to comment more on this, but it almost that place almost has like a basement vibe. Like it's just someone's house. Uh, it's very yeah. homey. You have all the sh- stuff on the walls, which I love. That's what I do in mine. So it's it's pretty cool. Um, hey, you guys want to hear a bumper that I made? I love bumpers, especially yours. Uh, <laughs> wow, what, a, what an awkward end. <laughs> I had all this stuff planned before. Okay, go First, for it, we dude. find out Mark's the small spoon. Now we find out he loves the bumpers. <laughs> so I am I want to have a, a segment on the show occasionally that replaces the news segment called Corrections. Uh, where we call out mistakes from the previous week's show. Because I, one of the irritating things that I hate when you wa- listen to a podcast, especially when they're like talking, they're waxing, you know, technical about something, and then they get it wrong, or they have a date wrong, or they have like, you know, they don't know how John Hughes died, uh, things like that. Um, I want I want to do like a, a corrections thing. Shot. You know? So, like... If I screw something up, like, uh, for instance, we had the night where we had all the um, uh, Tom Cruise movie themes and the jukebox. Okay. And I listed Ico Ico as being in Cocktail. 
Oh no, Rain Man. It was in Rain Man. So anyway, I want to I want to do things like that. I want to come back if I think of them. I want and there's like a big list of them. I want to just like one day go. Okay, here's five of the corrections. And so I was having some fun today uh, coming up with a really corny bumper for it. And here's here's how it goes. This call will be recorded and monitored. I have a collect call from Arcade Radio, an inmate at a San Bernardino County detention facility. Corrections. <laughs> Yeah, and you talked right over the sample that said I made a mistake, but that's the idea. So I, I got to shorten it up a little bit, but I was having some fun playing the the instruments and getting a little funk going on there. No way, I love it. Yeah, I I love it, and you find out later on that I do keyboarding and electronic music. Yeah, I mix my own stuff, so that's why I like a lot of the things you've done on your shows. Oh, the thanks. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah, you know we uh, we have a good time with it. And we've got we have two really great bumpers for these fellows, for Speed Freak down there in the corner. So Brian, Patrick, Patrick, oh, yeah. Brian, I don't know if you guys have met each other before, uh, maybe at an MGC, so. right? Yeah. And Chatters, uh, you know, we're gonna get this uh, thing going. I, I think this is right about uh, the time when I say. That's how Adam says. Hit it. Probably never met me. Because... <laughs> oh wait. Live from KOYR Studios in Minneapolis, Minnesota, this is Arcade Radio. Hello, Commander. Computer reporting. Intruder alert, intruder alert. Opponent. I got to unmute. So, hello, and thanks for listening in from the Arcadosphere. This is season four, episode 31 of the Arcade Radio Podcast. Today is Thursday, August 6th, 2020, and the time is now approximately 7 23 p.m. Central. I'm your host, Adam Robinson. I'm joined by my co host, Mark. After I fell off my toilet, I drew this! Shields and Paradise Arcade Shop proprietor and professional Tupperware collector Brian Thurston Howell Armitage III. And joining us tonight, he's the curator of the granddaddy of arcades, Star Worlds, which has continued to set itself apart in the arcade business crowd since it first opened in 1985. Ladies and gentlemen, a round of applause for Mr. Patrick O'Malley. So golf clap, everybody, golf clap. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, this is going to be fun. Uh, we first kicked this off with what you've been working on. Um, obviously, Don't you've been, forget our sponsor. 
oh yeah, you know what? We should probably talk about our sponsor this week. Never want us to forget the sponsors. Yeah, you know, and uh, he hasn't scratched my back yet, but I'll keep scratching his because he's a nice guy. So we've got this uh, guy named Ryan Berger who uh, runs Old School Gamer Magazine, and he sent me a bunch of these Old School Gamer magazines that look like this, and they're really cool. And on the back has an ad for the Amico, which, uh, by the way, this week they had their first press release. You guys have heard about this thing? It's uh, Intellivision is releasing, the, whoever owns the Intellivision brand is releasing a brand new console. I saw that. That yeah. came up on one of my feeds. Yeah, and so uh, it has a really crappy controller from what I can tell. Uh, it looks like a phone. Uh, you know, the Intellivision is like my least favorite console of all time, so... If they can improve on it. Did you ever get into a fight with somebody over Atari's better than Intellivision? Oh, yeah. Like, one of my neighbors... uh, All the time. Yeah, had the Intellivision, and he invited me to play one time. I'm like, well, where's the joystick? He's like, this is it. I'm like, oh, okay. This is okay. I'm going to be nice because it's not my house. But then he's like, aren't the graphics better than Atari? I'm like, uh... Screw you! Sure. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they were a little they were a little better yeah you know, that's why you had to have if you were like addicted to games like I was you had to have both those systems right right yeah so you know burger burger time and bump and jump were just heads above on television yeah so anyway old school gamer magazine at oldschoolgamermagazine.com pick it up uh, so normally we kick the show off with what you've been working on so let's start with Mark Hey, everybody. Hey, Mama, what's going on? Well, uh, I woke up this morning, and I thought, would I rather be feared or loved? (laughs) And uh, the answer is easy, both. I want people to be afraid of how much they love me. That that is funny. That's what you thought of when you woke up. I stole it from the office, and thus will begin a string of thefts from the office. (laughs) Okay, good, 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 good. But really, I woke Somebody up stole and my the stapler. I got, I got a message from uh, Adam that uh, showed me a picture of a Miss Pack that was for sale. And then a sheepish question. Hey, how far away is Katy, Texas from you? And it's only like 20 miles. <laughs> I, and I knew, I'm like, oh, when you're asking how far something is away from somebody, you're like, all right, let's, where's the keys? Let's, you know, go. You know where that's going. <laughs> right, right. So on the course of seven minutes, uh, the negotiation, more photos, I can still do this, uh, the purchase, and then the exchange all occurred. And then I jumped into the truck, took my wife, picked it up, it's in the other room right now, and uh, it's beautiful, actually. It's got, like, a super clean bottom, which is really important in a relationship. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, I think it's only had things built onto the control panel once. Like, there was just one small, you know, drip puddle from, like, yeah. 1982, from what I, I can tell. This is funny. A little bit of bleach can help with that bottom if it's not... I'm going to let Adam do that. I'm so tempted to like start cleaning stuff, and I'm like, oh, I can't take away the fun. So. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, my God. So uh, what, what you haven't said is what the game is, and Mr. Peabody called it out in the chat. It, it was the Miss Pac-Man for 500 bucks. So, That's right. Ah, nice uh, score. Yeah. Um, it, it looked like it was in incredible condition from the pictures I could see. And, no then, I, and then I just said... Can you send a picture of the side? Because I thought, well, you know, it's got to be like painted black or something. 
Yeah, nope. She sends a picture, and there's no cracking in it. It's, there's a couple of scuffs, but the artwork is immaculate. It's faded, so I may do a little pink touch-up on it, but it's a survivor. It looks great. I've seen way more faded faded pink than this one. This one still has a little bit of that yeah. you know, magical pink feelings to it. Um, one thing I found out about it was that it was originally in Oregon, and that girl that we bought it from, you bought it from, whatever, yeah. uh, she brought it down. Uh, she, she got it for her 30th birthday when she was up there. Wow. And it worked here up until a point at a party. Somebody sort of like, you know, nudged it just the wrong way. <laughs> and then it didn't work again and they couldn't figure it out. Somebody told them it was be, it was going to be $1,000 to fix. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, the whole good- time they were like, oh, we tried to find somebody to fix it. And I'm like, oh, that's nice. So just Yeah. And here's the thing. Uh, it looks like it has a multi in it. And somebody maybe put it back to the menu. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It has like a multi-pack in it. And... So the picture she put up on the on the website has like a menu, and I I'm wondering if it just got stuck in the menu. That's oh, I have no idea. Right. So anyway, if right. you wanna if you wanna put it back together and and fire it up, Mark, by all means, have fun. I'm sure it will take like two minutes to figure out what's wrong with it. Uh, if not, I have both a big kit and or a original Miss Pac-Man board set that can go right into it and get it going again. So well, that's awesome. I'm going to call that my uh, what you've been working on as well. Do you have anything else you want to add to this fantastical story? Well, I also bought a, a Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure phone booth that the company. You've mentioned that a couple of times. Yeah. Yes, it's right. a $10,000, hopefully not a stupid investment. <laughs> it showed up on Tuesday <laughs> and it was damaged. Oh, no. Uh. And, I, and I called them and they were like, oh, no, nobody else had a damaged one. And I'm like, oh, great. That's just you know the way things show up here, I guess. And so they actually <laughs> sent it back and they flew into town and they're like, fixing it oh really gonna, uh, yeah <laughs> but it's not even assembled they're just working on like the disassembled wall or whatever so. oh interesting <laughs> so hopefully that'll you know by the next show i'll be broadcasting from inside of the bill and ted phone booth <laughs> that'd be cool that'd be fun yeah. i'm excited it was gigantic though it was the, the it's like four feet by eight feet it, it is a lot bigger than a regular phone booth so oh interesting yeah because you got to get two people on it right right huh. you know for time travel or, you know, as well, of you know, the other, I guess, historical figures. That need by, to fit by the way, well. wasn't that supposed to come out this summer? Yeah, they actually have been shifting the date. Now it's set for August 28th. It's going to be in both theaters and on video on demand. That's my birthday. I can watch it at home. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and, yeah, and, we're going to do the same. And uh, and what else is was Top Gun? I'm a little irritated. Like, all these these new movies that were supposed to come out, I think they should just release them. Yeah, well, they're going to put out a, a bunch that weekend. Tenet is coming out, but I don't think here it's going to come out somewhere in the world. I think they're going to put Mulan out only on VOD. It may also be in theaters in certain places. So, yeah, you know, the theater the theater life, I guess, is going to be a little bit weird for the next year. But, yeah, eh, it is what it is. Well, and I'm, lo- I'm really looking forward to Top Gun Maverick myself. Me too. Yep, it's good. Good. I, I don't know why, really but... Good. He makes good movies. That guy, who's crazy. You know, you know, I'm a little superstitious about sequels, but uh, well, actually, no, I'm just a little stitious. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's my next office ripoff. Okay, oh, that's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Working on, Brian. Um, let's see. 
Last week, I, we got the Pat 9000 up and going. We're testing a few boards on there. I was playing with the FCOTH uh, FPGA troubleshooting Atari. I'm sad to say that like I failed to get the thing running on my computer yet. Because I keep having troubles with the lab view menu interaction thing, but keep tackling that. And aside from that, I, I picked up a Dragon Spirit. Well, that's cool. <laughs> Which will be probably the only arcade game that actually I have in Colorado when I get there, because Zyla is going to bring it to my apartment in Colorado. <laughs> and that's going to be like a prison up in Colorado. It's going to be pretty funny. It's like 500 square feet and like a dragon spirit. Nice. I might not you know, have a couch, but I'll have a dragon spirit. You know, the worst thing about prison is the Dementors. <laughs> Office rip. Okay, sorry. <laughs> That's what she said? Oh. It's, you, you, have, you have can you fit. played the sequel to that, the, the Dragon Saber game? I not on the actual arcade. I have like gotten it out on Mame and messed around with it a little bit, but the not to any degree. The good, the, they kept true to the same good music. It didn't. I like Dragon Spirit better, but you know that was the first run. I, one of my favorite I, games still. Dragon Spirit is like one of those games where, I mean, the game is a really good game, and the cabinet is like unbelievably beautiful. I mean, it's just that yeah. cabinet is gorgeous. So in in my world that fits like both bills because I I really like cabinets that are the yeah. artwork on cabinets means something to me um, so I really yes, enjoy that do. one but I can't wait to see it I actually have purchased this without seeing pictures so I'm a little worried but I've been told it looks like it's like <laughs> perfect. Uh, Casey is on his way to pick up a game right now. What game are you picking up, Casey? And and I hope you're not texting and driving. But if you are, then you should be voice to texting. Oh, then you can go and fill out this uh, contest <laughs> form for tonight's. Oh yeah, tonight's prize. And tonight's prize is at the arcaderadio.com/contest. Uh, so go to the arcaderadio.com website if you're on your mobile device. Click the menu button, click contest, and fill out the form for your chance to win. Oh, uh, what's the secret code for tonight's contest, Adam? The secret you get to make it up. The secret code <laughs> for tonight's contest is lozenge. Lozenge. You're gonna have to look that up. Some, some of you out there. The word is lozenge. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I have like PTSD about lozenges. <laughs> we used to play this game called um, uh, uh, what is it called? It was like a. Never mind. It's going to take too long for me to finish, and I want to know what Patrick's been working on this week. Um, the last thing I kind of dove into last night was sometimes when we don't find anything for a couple of weeks, which I've been trying to be good about not finding things, but they just find me. <laughs> but uh, we can just go. We, we can go to the warehouse just looking for a controller, a board, and Glenn's always ready to like run because I see something I'm like, oh, I haven't seen that in a while. And that usually means start digging out a row or two of games to get to that game. But um, we're getting ready to stock our account so we get past the more like of it. There's be 70 games in this location, so I'm looking for some cute, you know, weird games, some cute, cute games that you don't see every day. And I, we came across our um, our spot game, which is the Seven Up game. Oh yeah. Most people probably most people probably remember that game from the Nintendo NES. 
Yes. There were X amount of X amount of arcade cabinets made, and I've been told the history behind them is there was a contest seven up had, and there were only a dozen or so made, and one just happened to fall into our hands. It's one wow. person, another arcade owner wanted to trade one probably like ten years ago, and the last time I had it was uh, at MGC. So pulled it in the shop and plugged it in for the first time in many years last night. But you know, Glenn's got some monitor tapping and doing, but I got some cleanup with the gameplay. And I thought, oh, sure, because this game's pretty hard. I thought for sure the damn game was going to kick my ass, but I won in the end. So nice. It all worked out well. But nice. Well, that is so, that is fantastic. I think uh, we're ready for the next segment of the show, which everybody loves, and that is we're going to talk about some gadgets. I always felt that the true stars at Atari was engineering. Oh, you're an inventor. Yes, I am. What have you invented? A lot of things. Like? Like a lot of things. Like things that you've heard of. Like? Well, things that you will have heard of, okay? Patents or patents? Arcade gadgets with... Welcome to the gadget segment. So, I got a great email, I think it was yesterday, from the guys at Allen One. And they are releasing three new products. They have an Atari AVG chip, which I think is like the seventh or eighth AVG chip on the market. Um, for those of you who aren't familiar with this, this is the Atari Vector Generator chip. It's used on Black Widow, Gravatar, Major Havoc, Quantum, Space Duel, Star Wars, and The Empire Strikes Back, which are essentially the same game. Um, there are several other ones available. These guys have redone it. They actually are doing a really nice job of this. Um, they, they've the Allen One guys have really gone the full, uh, you know, Monty. Yeah, I mean, oh, they, sorry, I'm not helping. <laughs> they've gone the full distance in <laughs> testing everything and validating everything, and so they, they've done a nice job of this. In an attempt to kind of round out their offering, they are also offering a replacement Atari Star Wars Math Box ROMs, which is another product that's just up on their site. I believe those are up there for seventy-one dollars. And for those of you who've had problems with your Star Wars board, you can go in, do the self-testing. It pops up and says there's a math box error. You start swearing and cursing and throwing things at the wall. You don't need to do that anymore. You can go ahead and buy the handy-dandy math box ROM. It is $71 on sale from $99, which is odd because it's a new product, but it's still available there. I need that. And finally, <laughs> the AVG chip, by the way, is $58. That's a good deal. finally... They have a Star Wars yoke. I, I, so I got to admit, it makes me cringe that we keep talking about this. I love Unibrow. Um, Sorry to have, distract you. Are we have, talking? You're, you're not. You're not about to say that they're going to make yokes for the the arcade one-up games, are they? Yeah, <laughs> oh my god! Ah! Um. <laughs> so they made they made an adapter. <laughs> so you can use their Star Wars yoke on a one-up cabinet. Oh. Now, now, what's fascinating to me about this is is that I'm pretty sure that the Star Wars yoke made by one-up or by Allen One weighs the same amount as the entire one-up cabinet. Yeah, as is like, do they sell like little mounts for you to, you know, like attach your game to the wall so it won't tip over when you attach them? <laughs> They, they probably need to do that and to have like the little baby hanging on it like this, like, ah, you know, but anyways, so 
it's you know I mean they these three products they've done nice they're well done they're elegant products they do not have a price up on the uh, Allen on the uh, one up adapter I know you guys are all really disappointed in that but they just don't have it up yet um, and that's it have you guys wow. have you guys bought any of the Allen one products no no because my <laughs> because my yoke is great. I I, yeah. I I bought one of their I bought two or three of their yokes. I can't remember actually. Yeah. Um they're really nice. Like yeah. they did they did an awesome job with that. I was actually debating making them and I started seeing the quality they were doing and they I mean they really did a nice job of them. Steve my, Steve at uh, Grinkers has one on his Star Wars. My only issue is that I don't like that they did aluminum on aluminum for their gears, but that's being like ridiculously picky. I mean that's kind of stupid. But they are the quality is is superb. So if you need any of those products, if you need the AVG chips or you need the Mathbox ROMs, or just forget about the third product, just scratch that off the list. If you need any of the first two, Allen one. All right, and now you're done. I am done. All right, done. Very very good, sir. What? What? Wow. Oh, it's track and field. There's like chariots of fire playing in the background. Okay. <laughs> That's, that's awesome. Okay. It's a Nintendo play choice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what in the heck is... Oh, that's great. Here, that brings us to our next uh, little segment. Uh, here we go. It's the Arcade News with Adam Stevens. Oh, that's me, ladies and nice. gentlemen. Uh, and we've got a few news items for you tonight. Uh, one of them is from Engadget. A Pac-Man edition of Monopoly includes a mini arcade game. Pac-Man just turned 40, in case you haven't been paying attention. And to help mark the anniversary, there is a new version of Monopoly centered around the iconic character. It includes a digital banking unit that doubles as a mini arcade game you can play whenever you pass go. You'll play for points instead of cash in the Monopoly Arcade Pac-Man, and you can earn some more through mini-games on the banking unit. You can use your points to buy levels, aka properties. Each player will have a plastic arcade coin that they can insert into the banking unit to check their points, buy, sell, or steal levels, and pay rent, as well as play the mini-games. There's another gameplay twist on the board itself, while you move around as Pac-Man, there's also a ghost token in play. You'll need to roll a ghost die to determine how far it moves, but it's not clear what happens if it catches you. Best guess right now? You go to jail. The board also has power pellets and power-ups. That's instead. where the Dementors are. <laughs> it also has power pellets and power-ups instead of community chest and chance spaces, while there are maze spaces instead of ones for train stations. Monopoly Arcade Pac-Man costs a mere $30, and it will go on sale August 1st. Uh, it has been on sale uh, for, like, a few days. So you will be order, you can order on Amazon, Target, and Walmart right now. Uh, Why not have one of these already? I know, right? Uh, the other uh, This other news article is via Arcade Radio. So Monday, Analog Pocket was released, um, on on the third that and it's already sold out. If you're like me, and you're into retro handhelds, you might have noticed that the analog pocket was released on Monday. Pre-orders were set up, and they sold out within eight minutes. 
What's the Analog Pocket, you ask? Analog Pocket is a multi-video game system portable handheld. It doubles as a digital audio workstation with built-in synthesizer and sequencer. Uh, and sequencer. And out of the box, the Pocket is compatible with 2,780 plus games for the Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, um, and it works with cartridge adapters for other handheld systems too, like Game Gear, Neo Geo Pocket Color, Atari Lynx, and more. And it was completely engineered in two FPGAs. Check it out. Uh, I believe it's analog.co. Um, anyway, uh, the one last news article from Rare Duck. What's that? Wait. So the crazy thing about that pre-sale is when it, they're not available until May of 2021. Yeah, but they but they did the pre-order today, and the pre-order uh, limitations sold out within eight minutes. I think they're trying to gauge their audience. I, I know that's just. I mean, it's it's so it's funny because like people bought out something that doesn't that's exist. Not available for nine months. It doesn't exist. Right. I know. It's that's totally nuts. Crazy. Uh huh. And it's going to be really really. The cool thing is, is that it's a little bit bigger than a Game Boy Advance, uh, or uh, not Advance, a Game Boy uh, Color, or uh, you know, you know, the original Game Boy. It's a little smaller than that, so it's somewhere in between. But it has a much bigger LCD, and uh, it's it's got like one of those uh, I call it a kinetic charger, or you know, it's the the wireless charger. You can you can just put it down and it charges. I mean, it's like so well designed. Um, I cannot wait until it comes out. I have two of their products already. Um, they made a Sega Genesis uh, FPGA and a Sega... Uh, uh, they made a Nintendo FPGA. And they also made a um, Super NES FPGA that plug directly into your HDMI TV and play just like the original. So, anyway, I can't say enough about that company. Check it out. Uh, Rare.com, July 29th, a mob of unattended teenagers riot and trash a putt-putt golf in Tennessee. What the, what the, what the what? What? Yeah, so hundreds of teenagers, hundreds, were caught on video rioting and destroying a putt-putt golf center, terrifying both employees and onlookers, allegedly because the game machines ate their cash. What? What? That's what they're supposed to do. You know what? It, it, Patrick, you've been in this business for 35 years. Yep. So when someone loses their money in your machine, do they come and kick you in the shins and trash your place? They better not. <laughs> we're, we're, I'm usually there before they even know where to find me, but yeah. We have a strict policy of abuse toward our machines. Yeah, and I bet they don't. Do you do quarters still? Uh, tokens. Okay, cool. Uh, 0.900, 0.984, what do you use? The ones that are bigger than a quarter. Oh, yeah, 0.984. Huh? I don't know. Chuck E. Cheese tokens. It's the same size as Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck E. Cheese doesn't use tokens anymore. Well, they don't. They have all the swipe cards. They're all swipe cards. What the? Oh, no. I haven't been. Yeah, I know. Hmm. See the world go, huh? What is the yeah, world coming to? I know they won't let me in Chuck E. Cheese by myself. I'm like, come on. <laughs> I want to play some games. You don't have any kids. Oh my gosh, my dog scared the bejesus out of me. So um, anyway, there's a video part of the incident on Twitter. You can check it out. Just look up Teenage Riot Tennessee Putt-Putt and you'll find it. Um, So I don't know what to say about this. I watched the video and it's appalling. Um, This will be fine. 
Yeah, the, the owner said, unfortunately, yesterday evening we had an incident. We have never experienced in 57 years of business. Parents chose to leave large groups of teenagers at our facility without parental okay. supervision. Some of those people chose to create a disturbance, the likes of which we have never seen. So, I don't know. I just, I, I, I think it's... First time for everything. Yeah, and I'm sure it's a symptom of being locked up and... And then having all these rules and, you know. People dying. People dying, yeah. You know, if I were buying my coffin, I would get one with thicker walls so you couldn't hear the other dead people. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Office rip! Okay. I'm wondering. frown upon parents leaving their teenagers at our place, too, so. Yeah, I, you know, when we were. I'm not a glorified babysitter. I don't make enough. It's funny that that's a problem because when I was a kid, we were dropped off at the Burnsville Center as teenagers. Oh, totally. Me too. And you know what happened? We would go, and we knew if we blanked up, if we screwed up, <laughs> that we would be in so much trouble, we would never get to do that thing again. So we got to go to Aladdin's Castle and the food court. We weren't trashing places like that. If 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 a machine took my money, big big deal go talk to the operator and say took my money can i please have a quarter you know and now i mean what kind of entitlement do you have where you go up and it's like that thing took my money and you're going to give it back to me or i'm going to trash your place i don't know it seems over the top wait till the interview (laughs) it seems like right it seems exactly it seems like this is made up news but it is not july 29th Tennessee putt-putt golf. I cannot believe it. Anyway, on such a down note, let's go to have some fun on this show and uh, get to the segment that everybody wants to get to. uh, And that is something that has to do with Back to the Cade. Back in 82, I used to be able to throw a pigskin quarter mile. Back back to the Cade with with Time Runner. Why are things so heavy in the future? Is there a problem with the Earth's gravitational pull? Uh, yes, Doc, there is a problem with your gravitational pull. Welcome to Back to the Cade. We're going to have a little Time Circuits Corner tonight where we're going to talk about something that came from 1985. But first, the prize for tonight's contest, Ooh. if you go to arcaderadio.com slash contest, is a Chevy Nova, and it can be yours. A Chevy I Nova? I I was giving a real Chevy Nova away. I'm like, <laughs> no. <laughs> And I don't know if you've seen the movie Beverly Hills Cop, but Axel Foley's Chevy Nova is not described in a very you know positive light. But I think this is pretty cool, right? It is really cool. I like it. Yeah. So anyway, uh, uh, if you uh, go to arcaderadio.com slash contest, secret keyword lozenge, you get a chance just like everybody else. That is great. Uh, so tonight, uh, back to the cave, we're going to be playing for points and fame. Uh, and everyone gets a chance at the grand prize by f- by going to the website and participating in the contest. When will we hand out that that prize? At the end of the night, when we draw the yes. names. That's right. Just right. before we take our pants off. That's right. Again. Nine o'clock sharp, we will uh, stop whatever it is we're doing, and we will finish the contest. Whether or not we're done with the interview, and then we'll okay. pick up and we'll we'll finish the show. But at nine o'clock, we'll announce the the winners. I will draw them out of the uh, the um, the hat, hat at that time. All right. So, 
Okay, so quickly in the time circuit corner, we're going to talk about what happened in 1985. I'm going to tell Ooh. you right now. Okay. A Super Mario Brothers game from 1985 sold recently for a record-breaking $114,000. I'm sorry, what? Auction. That's right. That's why, like a small house. Why? Why so? Ex- it's, it's crazy expensive. Yes, it was. A, it was unopened, uh, and uh, the game actually broke global records. Uh, the thing is that this was one of the first editions to be manufactured by Nintendo. And uh, Heritage Auctions, uh, based in Dallas, oh, just, yeah. just down the road, they sold this mint edition game to a bidder who chose to remain anonymous. Wow. Yes. I love that music. Yeah, so, I do too. I'm going to download this. This is awesome. Casual, right? Uh, so the auction company was particularly special because it featured cardboard hang tabs, which were attached to the game packaging in their earliest test market stages. As more and more copies were uh, produced, the hang tabs were removed, replaced by plastic wrap. Plastic. And the copy in question was graded at a 9.4 out of possible 10, meaning it had been kept in near perfect condition since manufacturing. It was part of a collection of video games from the 80s and 90s, which sold to a number of different buyers for a grand total of $700,000. If anybody says there's no money in video games, folks, they're on crack, okay. <laughs> the auction Super Mario Brothers game now holds the title of the world's most valuable video game in history, beating other editions from the same batch manufactured in 1985, which also sold at an auction for just $100,000 a mere two years ago in 2019. If you want to get rich, time travel. <laughs> yeah. Nice. That's that's awesome. So uh, you got to listen, so, listen to this jazzy thing here right now. Here we go. Look at them. Yeah, they're, cool. they're jamming out, man. About well, here we go. I feel like we should be lighting up cigarellos and getting, <laughs> getting a few drinks at the bar. Here we go. Not, not going for this. Nope. <laughs> That is so bloody awesome. I, I can't thank you enough for putting this on tonight, uh, Mark. This is like one of the coolest things you found for the show. I'm going to put it in the chat so people can uh, check it out on their own time and download that. That's really, really cool. Yeah. Welcome to 104.1 Smooth Jazz Super Mario Radio. All right. <laughs> so what... what? What's in the... Juke. What's in the joke? Oh, joke. I, I want to do a what's new thing joke? now. I want to do what's in the joke. We should do a, a like one of those Sesame Street character. Bring. It's like so, hello? but what's hello? What's in the joke? What's in the joke? What's <laughs> in the joke? Hey. hey, it's the fun family game that everybody wants to play. What's in the joke? But um. Oh my gosh. Hello and welcome to What's in the Juke. The crazy, this man. This is the week's theme where we play as many songs as Adam wants. 
and you get to guess. You, you get to guess the song and artist. If you guess the song's title, you get half point. Yes, if you guess the artist, you'll also get half point. Guess both at the same time. Full point. Who? All right, so uh, tonight we're going to have 12 tracks because that's how we're going to roll. I think it'll be fun, and uh, we're going to get through them pretty quick tonight. So, uh, Mark, are you ready to take the points? By the way, it, we better announce before tonight, we're not doing any more prizes for What's in the Juke. If you want a prize, you have to sign up for it. You have to enter the Arcade Radio sweepstakes over at arcaderadio.com slash contest, and you will win a, a brand new... Uh, what are they winning, Mark? A Chevy Nova. Yes, That's a right. Chevy Nova. We're giving away a Chevy Nova. It's all yours. You can open it up and drive it around. At the Metrodome. Places. <laughs> Trick yourself and get in it. <laughs> all right, here's your first track. We built this. Oh, shit. <laughs> I, that's why it's a giveaway, right? It's what a giveaway. one word. I don't know. <laughs> we, 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 Sunday at the Metrodome. Said he five. <laughs> it is Starship. Uh, that was Joe Drosen. And it is We Built the City, Andy Baldwin. Uh, that's how that's going to go down. Joe Drosen and Andy Baldwin with each get a half point, which we play a little clip for called a half, half point. point. Okay, so um, the next track. Here we go. I met them in a swamp down in Dagobah. <laughs> the original was not done in 1985. Uh, no, but it's a good cut. <laughs> it is not Lola. It is Yoda. Christopher Graham, you are in it with half a point. And Yoda by Weird Al, Mr. Peabody, is correct. You half each point. get a half point for that. Uh, all right, here comes your next track. You think people are going to get that? That's a tough Car one. Noir. This guy looks exactly the same. Yeah, he does. And he actually sings the same. He's incredible. It is To Live and Die in L.A., Mr. Peabody, the human Shazam. And it is Wang Chung. That is a full point for Mr. Peabody. Take it. Full point. Who won the bid kit last week, by the way, which is now being prepared and will be sent out this week. Okay. Looking for that bubble wrap. Yeah, just I, you know, I have all the the supplies down here now. I just have to get it done. Uh, plus, I have to update the bit kit because apparently, unless Christopher wants, I mean, Mister Peabody could probably do it himself. But you know, I, I feel like we should get it prepped for him before it goes out. Here, here's your next track. Well, this is hard to hear with all that Pac-Man noise in the background. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. I love this song. I don't care what anybody says. It's so fun no, to watch. Like it, uh, it is We Are the World, Annie Baldwin. And uh, it is USA Af- for Africa. That is correct on both fronts. That is a full point. Another full point. Full point. Boom. Huh. Got to fight. 
Oh yeah, there's a big fight. Alright, here comes your next track. This one's gonna be a lot tougher. And here it is. I don't know, this is a tough song. Patrick, do you know this one? Do not. Is it? Oh my god. Mr. Peabody, Stranger in Town. I'm telling you. Mr. Peabody nailed it. Yeah, with Toto, that was a full point. I mean, boom, right? Oof. Damn. That is <laughs> the new Kelsey. He is the new Kelsey. <laughs> full point. Full point for that boy. Okay, here comes your next track. This one is off the 12-inch single, but I love the intro to this song. It's the Let same one. The yeah, you gotta love this. Since we've been together. Uh, I love this woman. She's awesome. How is she? She's doing great. She actually was sick for a while, and she's recovered. She lives in England. She's she's retired, you know. She's doing great. It is Tina Turner. Uh, Tina Turner. Tina Turner. Annie Baldwin. Andy Baldwin, right? And uh, it is not Private Dancer. Ooh, we Private might... Dancer. It's a... <laughs> I will give you a hint. It is a cover. I'm going to play a little bit more of it. Metropolis, <laughs> wrong. She's got, yeah, she, that's the first line of the song. But it is Let's Stay Together, which is correct. And that is Mr. Peabody. So, wow, this great song. So in love with you. That woman, man, she, she was so popular in the mid 80s. Bam. Okay, here comes the next track. This one's got a slow ramp up, so it will have to give it, it's got a little bit of a long intro, so I'm gonna talk over it a little bit. Because right about now you're gonna start to figure out what it is. That's it. I can't play I can't play any more of it. Somebody's gonna get it. I mean, if there's any new wave fans in there, they're gonna get it. I can rewind it like a little uh, this is the day. <laughs> Frickin' believable. The the. Another full point for Mr. Peabody. Dominating. Full point. It's like he just knocked everybody out in one kick. Right. I mean, okay, I'm gonna play, I'm gonna try to play less than a second of this song. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I think you barely hear that. <laughs> That was a triangle, was it? <laughs> Andy Ballman, what the what WTF is the the? <laughs> the the is one of the best bands ever you've never heard of. Okay. Hell yes. Yeah, so shout Andy Baldman. And it is Tears with Jout Frars. No, I'm sorry. I'm giving it to Brad Holman. That <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Tears without Friars is pretty close, but it Tears is. for Fears is Brad Holman. He took the time. He typed it out. It almost thought he was talking about Joust. <laughs> Tears with Joust Friars. Half point for Half the point for both those guys. Okay, this is another one that kind of starts slow, but uh, you guys will know it right away. Oh yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I love this song. Stranger Things! <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you cut it off right there. I know. It's not in excess. It is Russians. Unbelievable. Chris Peabody. Mr. Peabody. Sting and Russians for a point. It's like, is he looking at the list somehow? <laughs> I mean, that's unbelievable. Full point. I know. I just made this set up like an hour ago. Okay. All right. Here comes your other track. Uh, we got three more tracks to get through, you guys. This is you guys are amazing. Okay, here we go. <laughs> I don't think I can give much more of that one away. That's one second. One second. That was two seconds. It is not Time Lover, but that would be a great name for the song. It is not Secret Lover. It is part-time lover, Andy Baldwin. You are on the board. And it is not The Cure, Mike Page. <laughs> Although it could have been. I kind of know where you were going with that. I, uh, it's not Easy Lover. It's not Hall & Oates. Who's the, who's the artist? Andy Baldwin's got to have the artist up his sleeve. He's just he's tired of using his thumbs to type. Can I give you? Stevie Wonder, he pulled it out. Good, good. He's like sitting over there. Oh, wow, that's part-time lover, but who's the singer? God dang it. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, Stevie Wonder with part-time lover. Yep. All right. So here's your next track. Personal favorite of mine. I would marry her. I would too. Twice. Yes. Yep. I would divorce her and remarry her, even though we made all those mistakes one time before. It is not your mom. It is talk to me. Metropolis <laughs> got talk to me. And who is the artist? I'll give you a hint. It's another, yeah, there we go. It's another Stevie, Chris Peabody. All right, nice. 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 Uh, half point for half both point. those fellows. Where, where are we at with the score? We have one song left. Well, right now, uh, Mr. Peabody dominating with five and a half points. In the distant second place, Andy Bobbin with three and a half. And then everybody else with a half point, Joe Dorson, uh, Chris Graham, Brad, and Atropos. Excellent. And, uh, by the way, if you just tuned in and you're trying to win a prize on What's in the Juke, don't worry. Mr. Peabody's not getting Jack. Even though he won. got Jack last week. (laughs) I know. Like, we tried to cut him out of the contest, and he won anyway. What's the deal? Well, technically, if if he submitted it and he wins, then he can win. I know. There's nothing we can do about it. So how do they win? Nothing we can do. He may get a Chevy Nova and a bit kit. Mark, tell us how we can win tonight. Go to arcaderadio.com slash contest and enter in uh, the secret code word LAZEN. <laughs> fill out our easy-to-fill-out form. You can put your name in there and all sorts of stuff so that, uh, by the way, whatever you put in there, that's where we're mailing it. So don't put in things that you think are funny. Otherwise, you're not going to get it. Exactly. Oh. Arcaderadio.com slash contest without the A. R-C-A-D-E or A-D-I-O dot com. That's correct. All right. Everybody have and fun. Lozenges without yes. Okay. So, lozenges. Lozenges. I, I say Google it before you type it in. Yeah, you, you don't really type 
How often do you write next, down the word lozenge? Nobody writes next, that down. Next week's code, SEPA call. SEPA <laughs> call. Oh, SEPA call. My God, my dad had SEPA call. Ugh. All right, I'm going to tell this story really quickly. There was a game called Encore we used to play. You play in teams. And then what happens is there's a, there's a word. You draw a word, and there's a timer. And the word is something like the word love or the word stereo. And you have to come up with songs with that word in it. And each team goes back and forth and you flip the timer back and forth depending on who's playing. So if you get the word like love, there's a million songs with the word love in it, right? So, And you just have to get three lyrics in a row. So if you can sing a little bit or not at all and get the lyrics, you can play this game. Really, really fun. So uh, we used to play it all the time. And my friend Ben... Uh, who now lives in uh, Colorado, uh, we're playing, and it's like the umpteenth time we're playing, and he draws the card, and he pulls it up to the mic. Or not, not to the mic. I pull it up to the he's mic. On podcast. <laughs> yes, because he's on the podcast. He pulls it up t- to read it, and he says, the word is lozenge. Uh. <laughs> Which, there's no song with the word lozenge. And so we're like, we're like, we're all like pissed off and like, what? And this, that's not true. And he just starts cracking up because of course that's not. And then we found out later that the Animaniacs, uh, any Animaniacs episode where what's, uh, what's his name? Reads, uh, sings the dictionary. He, he sings the word lozenge. So Anyway, Andy Baldwin says so much for getting through these quick. Yeah, right. Okay, <laughs> we're almost done. Wow, and Brian seems to agree with him with the disdain in his voice. Okay, here comes your last track. <laughs> it's sort of a giveaway, you know. I can't help it. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Here on the show, we're talking about at least 12 seconds of song and hanging up on that because we're just going to get banned. I know. (laughs) All right. It is uh, not the Wu-Tang Clan. Clan, It is close. (laughs) We have a Wang Chung tonight. I'm going to give that to Joe Drosen. And uh, Mr. Peabody, you could answer it's not Prince with any of the songs tonight and have gotten it correct, but not correct. I mean, in a way, Joe Drosen got both the artist and the song. Yeah, the song is actually Everybody Have Fun Tonight, but you do have to Wang Chung tonight. Uh, So, anyway, uh, nicely done. Who came out ahead tonight, Mark? Well, of course, Mr. Peabody won in first place with 5.5 points, Andy Baldwin in second with 3.5, and Joe Drosen pulling it out at the very end with 1.5 points. That is... Wang Chung tonight. Now, uh, you just have to take solace in the fact that you have fame and recognition. Uh, that is your prize for tonight on What's in the Joke. Well done, listeners. Good job. Good job. That's a little golf clap there. Yes. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, is it bad that the least in our jukebox? No, it's great. Oh, okay. They should be awesome. in your jukebox. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, here comes uh, the next part of the show where we like check the voicemail. Let's see what's going on here. Thank you for calling 612-548-GAME. This is Arcade Radio. Please leave your message after the tone. What is... Oh, I 
was that? I I don't know. I we have to start screening our voicemails before we play them. <laughs> that was not, at least this uh, one didn't curse. So. That's <laughs> well, even if they did, I wouldn't have heard it. It's like, what are they saying? Something about their hair on fire and us having to pay the money. Oh my god! Well, I think there's a um, is it, maybe there's some kind of a transcription I can read from. Let me see. Oh wait, here it is. She said, "Hi there, Arcade Radio. I called a few weeks ago. Remember me? I'm pretty annoyed." Don't play my voicemail without my permission, or at least send me money, because I need a new hairdryer and sandals. My old hairdryer caught on fire, and then my hair caught on fire, and then the house <laughs> caught on fire. It sucked, and I just needed sandals. The old ones are ugly. Okay, so don't forget about what I said. Play this once only, and then destroy it. Burn it down with a hairdryer, whatever. I'm not picky for crying out loud, ugh. And then she hung up. That is crazy. Yes, Google Voice. Who knew? Wow. My Google Voice translator did not translate the same message as yours. Oh, what's your say? I can't radio. I called a few weeks ago. I remember me. Don't pay my life now without my permission because I need to bring my haircut on Thursday. Okay, so don't forget this one time and then you have to turn it down, please. That's it? <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> Please. But the previous call they made, it just said transcription not available. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh and that brings us to the best part of the show, which we all want to get I, to. I will say, uh, which is you know the drum roll and the gong and the fanfare. Welcome to the show one more time, Mr. Patrick O'Malley. Yay! Yay! No, no, no. No jeering, no jeering. What is this? <laughs> That's terrible. We well, yeah, apparently have some people in the crowd that don't like you, Patrick. Oh, I don't know. Imagine that. <laughs> Imagine that, he says. <laughs> well, it's good to have you on the show, and... Uh, Star World's Arcade has been in business for 35 years this year. Yes. That is it, uh, amazing. It's crazy. <laughs> and you're surviving even uh, despite COVID. Uh, I want to describe your place for the listeners briefly. Um, and, and then you can you can expand on it. But basically, I looked you up on, uh, on the Google Street View today. And it is literally... An arc, like a little building, probably late forties, early fifties, build, just in the in the middle of a neighborhood. It's a little, it's just this little neighborhood arcade, and you, not well, a huge. There's other business. There's other business around us. Yeah, but it's like you have, you have you have space between your building and other buildings. <laughs> right. Usually, it's yeah. like a, a strip mall or like a. A mall or something else, you know, or like you're downtown now. But this is a really cool thing. So um, why don't you tell us a little bit about Star Worlds, how it got started, and, um, you know, and, and and how you stayed in business for so long. Yeah, well, Star Worlds, I took it over in 1985 with my my mom. And, of course, when you're a kid, they don't like to sign leases or the, 
the electric company doesn't want to really put power in your name. They probably really couldn't legally collect. Yeah. Um, there was a Star World before me that I went to as a kid, and that's how I got addicted to games. And it was they actually went out of business, and I was like, I want that. I, I and the guy was receptive. You know, he was out of business. He was happy to sell me all his signage. And um, so we took it over in '85. We started in a small town of like 650 people. That's why I started the arcade because there was nothing to do for kids. And Star Worlds became the hangout. And, um, you know, it was fun for the first week. I was working with my mom, and it was a lot of fun. And all of a sudden, I realized at a point, wait a minute, she has a job. She's going to school for nursing. This is all my responsibility real soon. And then I had to become, like, the marshal of all the kids of my small town, whether they were younger, older, or my own age. And <laughs> that became a whole new learning experience. But um, yeah. that's, where Star World start, that's where Star World started, and my mom... Uh, family was always important to her and so that's always been through the 35 years of Star World we've always kept true to that um, we're here and we have NIU near us and we, we love having the college students in but um, the students that make it down into our into the arcade here feel more respectful to the families that are here they treat the younger siblings like their own brothers and sisters I don't have any issues like that um, how do we survive for 35 years that, that's crazy because you know, you're seeing like the retro aspect of arcade gaming show up around 2009, 2010, and it's great to see that there were so many other years of ups and downs, and I've always just found my way to, to get through it, how I want to do it, and you know, you, you kind of follow what your industry is doing, but that doesn't always tell me what I'm going to do. Sure. I've always kind of just taken my own path, and um, in 2000, I... Well, I met my part, my business partner, Glenn, years before, but in 2000, he kind of became part of the business. And when I first met Glenn, he like came to visit me, and he could fix pinball machines. And I'm like, well, hey, this is this is someone I can't let go. You know, that I, I need someone like that. And yeah. So Glenn Glenn came into the business in like around 2000, 2001, and we've just taken Star World to a whole new level here in DeKalb. Being in a bigger town, which most people, DeKalb is a small town, but it's bigger than where we started. Um, we've just That's Decalb, really Illinois. What are you, what, 20 minutes out of Chicago, 30 minutes? <laughs> no, like, like an hour and 10. An hour and 10 minutes? Okay. Yeah, we're a little bit out there. But, yeah. You know, but I, I, stay, I try to stay true to the customers. and For sure. That's what they do. Um, it's awesome to see, like, four generations of families come in. You know, I never expected to see that. And to me, I smile. You know, I'm really honored to actually have that affected. A lot of the parents come in and they tell me like, it's one of the few events we can do where the parents aren't bored, the kids aren't bored. Yeah. Neither one of them are doing it for each other. They're actually enjoying time where their kids, like, you know, the parents are like, yeah, you know, the kids are usually hiding in the basement playing console games or computer games, whatever. It's nice that as a family we can go out and do something and, and be yeah. social. And so, and any one of us that hung out in the arcades in the 80s, we were not considered social when we hung out at the arcade. It was right. being, you were being antisocial back then. Hmm. Well, there was sort of a social antisocial, if you will. You had maybe a friend or two with yeah. you, but you didn't go around talking to other people. Right. You yeah, know, striking friendships up with people as they played games, that just didn't happen so much for me. No. You're like, <laughs> I, my, my biggest wish when I would watch somebody play a game is that they would just give up and let me play their game. <laughs> oh, I love that. Or when they get bored, they're like, I don't want to kill the dragon this time. You go do it. 
I remember the first time somebody did that. I was playing Miss. He was playing Miss Pac-Man, and he was doing like phenomenal, and I was in awe watching this guy do all the different moves, you know, and um, and he was not doing as well as he wanted to be doing. So, but he was like way up there in the levels. Like I don't know which key he was on, but it was well past anything that I would I could possibly, you know, deal with. And he's like, he turns to me, he goes, "Do you want to play?" I go, sure. He goes, okay. And he just, go ahead. And then he walks off. And and so then I'm playing. And of course, I probably died within like 30 seconds. Because it's like so, so fast. And everything's going. Like, what level am I on? I can't even. Yeah. Yeah. I still see this happen at the arcade a lot. Uh And if uh, if you hung around the arcade, this probably, if you were lucky, happened to you. Especially being on tokens, some people don't want to bring them back. Sure. And I'll still see it. Like when someone leaves and they have like 10, 12 tokens they don't want to use, they just want to leave. And they, they usually hand them to kids. Sure. And like when we were kids, I remember like that was like a golden ticket, you know? Yeah. You, you know, $2 in video games that you didn't have to collect pop bottles to play. Right. You know, that, and I still see that happen this day. And the kids' eyes still just light up like, wow, I got free money. Yeah. <laughs> I used to, there was a Chuck E. Cheese where I did a rotation, and they had a single Shrek pinball in there, and I bought, like, a ton of tokens the first time I went in and got really good at the game and ended up, like, basically going in and plugging one token and winning a bunch of free games, and I'd sit there for, like, an hour playing, and every night I'd go play, I'd walk out, and I'd find some kid and be like, do you want to play pinball? Because there's, like, eight credits on that machine right now. Yeah. The funny, the funny thing is, sometimes the parents are like, "Oh no, 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 it's okay." It's like I, I'm not like trying to leave with your kid. There's just free games, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, you? so you do tokens. Do you also have a cover? I do not. That that was the important thing to me is if, as long as we can afford to stay true to our original kind of set of rules that we have. Um, I still have a lot of people that will come in, let's say Sunday night, and buy ten bucks in tokens. I see them through the week. They, they stop in after work, play a few games. It's part of their calming down period or people that come in to play DDR is for their workout of the night. Um, <laughs> so, so people come and go. And if I had a door charge, I think I would destroy that atmosphere because people wouldn't be, you know, they couldn't afford to pay that every day. So sure. I'm still pretty much just come and buy the tokens you want to play and, and go at it. That's interesting. So uh, do you have any subs, you know, do you have any other... Um Subsidize, you subsidize your income with other uh, products. Then how do you how do you stay afloat? Is oh, well, it only quarters? Well, well, you know the arcade's fine. It, it's self-sustaining. But the other part of the Star World is we're also a distributorship that we handle games in several different states where we bring them in on a commission split or rentals. So however, we set them up, and um, that's where the majority of our games are. And that's why at Star World, the games rotate a lot. Um, just because I'm, if I'm testing something before I bring it out to another location, I rather let my customers, you know, beat on that game for two weeks to make sure I've got it solid. But that we distribute the games to other locations. We also do home sales and service. So we got a few different irons in the fire. That is really a cool business nice. model. I like that idea. It's like it's almost like Star Worlds is your uh, QA department. It kind of is, yeah. Um, and I, well, I refer to my other locations as my my satellite. <laughs> yeah. Um, and but I've I've learned over the years that you know when I first started in this business, I would take any dive bar anywhere near me, 
and my my business partner Glenn is kind of said, "Hey, can you cool that?" You know, and and I understand because you know, yeah, they have darts, pool balls thrown at me on service calls. You know that. Wow. We try to pair ourselves with more um, different um, restaurants that have uh, kitschy themes and. Sure. Uh, it seems like seems like I'm made a connection with so many people that they're displaying their collection and my games then become part of their collection. It's, it's yeah. Fun. That is really, really cool. I, I, I love that. Uh, I'm surprised uh, that you're only on tokens. And, and and for everybody who's listening, they're 0.984 tokens. You can get them Chuck E. Cheese tokens, and you just go down there and you play it. You don't oh, no. You don't, you, you don't think I'm not going to notice that you're putting them on machines? <laughs> different? Uh, yeah, yeah. You don't, you don't think we bust people for doing that? I have a... I have a... Uh, I, oh, I, have, I run on... Oh, yeah, yeah. I run on tokens uh, in my own arcade here, my home arcade, but I use point nine hundreds, so they're a little smaller than a quarter. So easy to come by. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Um, the and they're also very finicky because, you know, back in the day, like Circus Pizza would make their tokens thinner than everybody else's, and so they had to have a specific coin mech in all of their machines. In order to accept those tokens, even though they were the same circumference uh, as other 0.900 tokens, so um, those tokens don't actually work well in all of my machines. Um, and I have a variety of tokens that I put through, but now I manufacture my own tokens. I have my own tokens made because you know that's what everybody who's in this hobby should do because it's right. it makes total sense for you to like mint your own token. Oh, and here's the sad part, Patrick. This this year, I made new tokens for the first time in, in a very long time, and they were uh, I stamped them with the year 2020 on them. Oh, <laughs> oh I, that'll be a nice. I had them made in November of 2019, and I was like, 2020 is going to be the year. And I haven't had a freaking single person use those tokens in my arcade yet. Never well, name a year favorite. after a controversial television show. That's my. <laughs> <laughs> 2020 very nice alright so um, my, my go- favorite part of the tokens is every time that I have to cut the check I'm like yeah the backside always says no cash value and I'm like yeah, yeah like hell they don't yeah. <laughs> because people are always people would not believe I mean I think last year we lost 7,000 tokens and we're a small arcade but they're in people's cars. I mean, yeah. it's probably cars been sold through auctions in different states. And they're paid for. I mean, somebody paid for the tokens. It's free money. Right. So it's not like you're losing money, but you have to replace them, which is a pain. Right. Hopefully they don't cost don't as know. much as... Yeah, that's the point. It's getting to be almost a wash. Yeah. Oh, no. It's like, uh, I think it's 800 bucks for about 5,000 tokens. That's pretty accurate, Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and that's like after shipping and everything. I, and, and that might be a little high, actually, depending on what you're buying and depending on how regular of a customer you are. So if you buy 10,000 tokens, you're going to get a better deal than 5,000, obviously. Do you go, uh, just out of curiosity, do you use Tokens Direct? I do. Yeah. <laughs> and I was going to say that anyone that's in the home business or the home arcade wants to do that, yeah. keep in mind, there's a, I believe it's still 125 dials. Yeah, I think it's a little more now, but yeah, there's a die charge. But if you keep your die on file with them, you don't have to pay it again. So that's cool. I've been reproducing, yep. 
I think we've done two different levels of tokens. Like at one point we did our website on the tokens. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of fun. I mean, it's, it's uh, I don't know, I, I'm a big fan of sticking coins in machines. That's always been my thing. That's part of the part of the aesthetic of playing an arcade machine to me as you put that coin in and you it's well, it's a, I, I think i think overall you're going to play a better game or you're going to try to play a better game if you can't just hit, keep on hitting start over and over and over and i should know that because i've got the keys to the machines forever um <laughs> but putting a coin when you when you actually only have x amount of plays you tend to do better like when you can just keep on restarting a machine if you even have a slightly an okay guy but you you know your first man you're like ah, i just want to kill it off so to me it's it, it's like that. it put those coins in there and makes that game count or something in yeah a way Zyla was uh duval who's on a, the show not long ago also has that same opinion she likes to have people put quarters in she charges a cover uh at her arcade but she still has them by tokens or uh quarters i think she yeah, she when she they were in this area and she stopped by and she told me that was like the coolest thing that I'm still holding true to the, yeah. to the tokens and the coin up and she explained why so yeah that, that was awesome. And, and, I, and I hear a lot of go ahead. A lot of the, even the home customers they they don't want me to um, take put free uh, free play buttons on the game. They still want to run coins through or yeah. some of them still lock that door and they use it. Parents use it as a bank. Yeah, so buy the oh, next good. machine. Or have a I pizza night out or whatever. They, they, well, and that's one thing that the parents do too. Is they'll, they'll always announce it to me that you know, Billy and Barry or whatever. They they had to do a bunch of chores to get this money in this many tokens. Where the parents come in and buy tokens and they have to earn them and then come to the arcade. And that's what my parents used to do. So it's cool to see that some parents are still implementing that uh, bribery system. Yeah. You know, it's interesting you bring that up, too, because I also think that it's a really good litmus test for uh, which game is taking in the most uh, money. Absolutely. That's how I know. Right. How many? Well, I, often, Go ahead. I often say that online on Facebook or social media. It's like, uh, if you want your favorite game to stay here, you know, because we only have so much space and I rotate a lot, um, playing your game, your tokens are your vote to keep that game here. Exactly. Now, Monaco GP in my arcade and uh ironically super strike which has only had me and a couple other people <gasps> playing on it are the most popular games in my arcade nice uh super strike uh i can't stop putting money in that damn machine i just love it <laughs> uh and and monaco monaco gp is probably the most played game at any of my arcade parties and it's just because it's super approachable and it's the stand edition, so it's the mini. So it has, you know, kids can walk up to it and play it, and they get to steer a car. And they don't have to be experts on driving. There's just a gas pedal and two gears. And even if they don't get a whole lot of points, it's still fun to play. So, um... Yeah, little cabaret in- turbos do well for us still in that way. Yeah, that. yeah. It, you know, and people just want to put, you know, quarters into it. So that thing, um... The last time I emptied it, it was... <laughs> I was like, I better empty it faster next time because they're going to end up going in the machine. And that machine's not so fun to open up from the back. <laughs> it's uh, That's what she said. So, <laughs> Patrick, can I ask, and this is like our classic question, if you could just turn back the time, turn styles, back to when you were just a youth, a, a lad, 
and and tell me what is your arcade origin story like? What's the arcade game that got you hooked back in the day? Uh, you know, a lot of games I saw as a kid. Um, my first memorable game where I kind of got hooked on the whole concept of video games was when I saw a cocktail version of Pac-Man, but I didn't get hooked on playing it. It, it took Centipede for some reason, and I think. It goes back to someone that was talking earlier about the cabinet graphics of Dragon Spirit. Well, Centipede Atari, of course. Atari put out some of the most amazing art packages on games back then. Yep. And that game just attracted me by that huge centipede, even though it's kind of creepy and looks evil. <laughs> um, but just the, just the gameplay with the trackball, I, I was able to pick up that game fairly quick, and it's still to this day one of my favorite games. That's awesome. Nice. Well, I guess that... Leads me to my second question. If you could pick your top three arcade games, would Centipede be up there, or has it uh, been bumped off your list? Oh, see, that changes weekly for me. Oh, it does. <laughs> well, so where are we in 2020? What are your okay. top? Yeah. Oh, I mean, even, I mean, last week we just bought. So, I mean, as far as like the classic retro games, Centipede would still be in my top three. Okay. What, what did you get in recently? I saw you roboted a little bit with our connection. Um, we just uh, purchased, once we got the arcade open, that was our first goal after doing the renovation. Getting customers back in, and right. my crazy business partners agreed with me that he let me do something crazy, and but we bought a, a Hot Wheels pinball by American Oh, pinball. my God. And it is, it is so freaking awesome. Uh, no, don't say that. Hey, don't, could that be why? No. Our Tell price is terrible. <laughs> You're giving away they, Chevy Nova Hot Wheels. <laughs> oh, God. Well, it's funny that the, the guy that does their uh, marketing for American Pinball, he rushed right out the night we had it up and going. And I guess he must play it a lot, it sounds like, because uh, he gave me some tips on and everything. And I told him, like, well, you know, Hot Wheels just, the, the theme spans across all the generations. Yeah. I told him, like, but I don't really collect Hot Wheels. So then he proceeds to go around the arcade, and he's like, do you mind if I take pictures? I'm like, oh, yeah, no problem at all. And he goes around, he goes, taking pictures, like, here's a Hot Wheel, here's a Hot Wheel, there's the Mario Hot Wheels, here's the classic Atari ones. And by the time he was done, I'm like, oh, evidently I do collect Hot Wheels. I just didn't know it. Wow. It's just been part of my collection. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so if there is a game, I, so taking, like, current classic games you talked about dragon spirit and how you're trying to get the uh, board fixed is there a game that if you could add it to star worlds right now that you don't have that you would like jump on yeah well this could really oh. it's not on market marketplace all of a sudden the price is going to go up to like four thousand dollars podcast um i'm oddly enough i'm looking for a uh the atari um roadrunner game i know it's a horrible oh. game but game i just like it and think it would do well with my crowd because it's crazy and and those are the types of, and i start playing them and typically that's how i get other people interested and then someone ends up being far better than me at it unless i spend too much time playing it roadrunner drives me batty because it goes the wrong way hold on one second <laughs> is it a right to left game is that oh yeah uh, oh. well you can go up and down but not fully it's kind of rare the yoke did, oh, I know what Brian's doing. He's going to take a little break to bring something back to the screen. Is he going to drag his Roadrunner over here? <laughs> <laughs> is he, wait, is he at the, the uh, warehouse? Yeah, he's at the shop. Yeah, oh, he's at the shop. 
Nope, nope. He's just back. Well, oh, here we go. For, oh, wait. Oh, it disappeared. You got to turn turn off your background. We're getting rid of the background. Monster Bash is going away. I don't know what happened on Patrick's screen, but Patrick, it looks... What is that? What body parts? I don't know, but it looks pretty lewd right now. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure this is okay for TV. <laughs> Fine. Wait, ew, he vanished. And then he, that guy is a magician. Oh, he's back. He's back. Is that another one, Brian? You printed two? No, I did. Well, I just grabbed it off the machine. The beauty. So, we've been doing these without translates. We've been doing direct print to glass because I've liked the way it looks better. Oh, yeah. <coughs> it looks yeah, tons cool. better. But, uh,. I finally found a system I've had in a, a Roadrunner kit forever, and I finally found a System 1 for under a million dollars. So I now have a Roadrunner. Are they all... Are, are System 1s, like, super expensive right now? What's the deal? I, I don't know what... It's It's like all the System 1s. I mean, it's like that Marble Madness went... I just saw one up for $2,700. You know, um, <clears throat> Road Blaster seems to be the one that you grab and then convert. Right. But... Why? Road Blasters is a fun game. I like Road Blasters. People who don't like Exterminator believe that. <coughs> so, um, <laughs> it's, it, it's one of the cheapest Atari System 1s. So if you're going to get it, you can find those for a reasonable price still sometimes. And even those are creeping up close to $1,000, which... Yo, Eddie! Crazy. So. Hey, we should do a, 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 we should do a station identification and tell people about the contest. Hey, are you enjoying our interview? Well, if you are, go to arcaderadio.com slash contest, fill out the form, and use code word lozenge. You could win a shitty <laughs> 1970s Chevrolet Nova. Yeah, just like Axel Foley drove in the film 1985. Actually, you know what? Beverly Hills Cop was released in December 1st, 1984, but it really was like number one all through the beginning of 1985 for several months. Yep. It's a, it could be yours. It could be yours. Try it. I just bought all the Beverly Hills Cop movies on Vudu for like 10 bucks. I wish they would make the fourth <laughs> one. They're always teasing me. I mean, they just they're coming out with that Bill and Ted, so why not Beverly Hills Cop? Well, War? actually, in a recent interview with Eddie Murphy, he said that he was going to do that. He's got a he wants to do another 48 hours. He wants to do Yes. Uh, he also did um the a sequel to uh, Coming to America. Oh, that's coming out. Uh, yeah. So some he's point. he's beautiful. been busy. What is it? He, what's that? It's beautiful. What is it? Velvet. Yeah, it's beautiful. beautiful. What is it? Velvet. <laughs> I can't wait to see that movie. I love the first movie. It's so funny. Oh, the bathroom scenes and it's just there. Right what, what's there. the stuff know. that he puts in his hair? The one character. Uh, mayonnaise. Uh, Soul glow. Soul glow. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So that, Pat, you were saying that you're. What do you? You said you're sitting on, and then we got you. I'm. I'm sitting on like five road blasters. Wow. Um, just because I'm because, because I'm looking up for like, I you know I've owned everything, but you can't keep it all, and so that was been the hardest thing over 35 years. Could I go back with a time machine? What would I not have? Uh, yeah. Converted. Yeah, I know I'm the guy that had a convert game, um, or just sold off, traded off, and luckily right. for me, a few of them, people kept in touch with me, homeowners, and I was able to buy them back out of basements, thank God. But um, so I've got like five of these road blasters that I've been waiting to convert to like Indiana Jones. I'm not a big Marvel Madness fan, but I know people are into that a lot. Yeah, so I'm also looking 
I'm also looking for um, what's that other crazy game? And there's just a few crazy games that were quirky on that. That it, a lot of those Roll Blaster kits should be out there because Atari, when they closed out everything, they would sell you a Rogue Blasters machine kit and a Rogue Blaster, a Rogue Runner machine. So, and then the operator would automatically convert it to Rogue Blaster. So there's got to be a bunch of these Rogue oh, Runner boards yeah. out there, but they're probably sitting in the same pile with those bottom coin or uh, uh, coin vault doors for those Kato cabinets that come uh-huh. off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I got I'll my marble you. madness. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Brian. I'll tell you, if you do find the other parts and you need one, I may have an extra Atari analog stick around. I'm looking for one that, that to run um, our Escape from the Planet or Robot Monsters. I I bought two a little while ago and was like, thought I was doing the right thing and then realized after I made Roadrunner, I did not need the second. <laughs> but I can't bring myself to get rid of it quite yet because they're ho- so hard to find. Yep. But... Are you going to bring that with you to Colorado just in case you change just your mind? My pa- yeah, just like hold on yeah, to it. Put it in your suitcase. My precious. My precious. <laughs> what are you going to drive? Are you going to drive over there like in a like a Corolla or something? Or what's the? <laughs> my, my little hatchback's going out okay. there. I can't. I can't fit any games in it. That's that's not by accident. I can't believe it. You you know you're going to be buying games when you're in Colorado. There's oh, no God. way. <laughs> and by the way, I want my jungle hunt before you go to Colorado. Oh, man. Just give him the key to the warehouse. Oh, my gosh. Here, it's let, in the trailer. Here, hang on a second. Let me do, let me do this I'm right. I'm going to bring it down to Mankato. I want my $2. There on you a go. That's kind of what this feels like this week. Yeah. Well, you know what? I know you, and you get busy, so if I don't nag, it won't be on the front of your mind. No, it's sitting right in the front of the shop. We need to get rid of stuff. Actually, I thought you said it was on the truck. First, you said it was on the truck. Now it's not on the truck. Now it's in the now it's in the warehouse. But it was on the trailer. But now it's not on the trailer. It was in the warehouse. I don't own it. I want my two dollars. I want my two dollars. I'm gonna grab something. I will be back in a second. But I do want to share something tonight. You keep talking. I'll be right back. I'll be right back. Is it a venereal disease? Ah. All right, it's a doctor. They don't have that. <laughs> oh, well, let's ask a COVID question. Uh, okay. Talking about diseases. Um, yes. So, uh, COVID nineteen. We've actually done a whole. Ser- the reason why we're doing this show every week is because of COVID, and uh, hopefully next year we can go back to doing this every other week. But uh, I've been having. Do- I've been having fun doing it uh, i don't know about my co-host we have 32 episodes in one year i know we're we're like cranking them out you know at this point we're gonna overtake arcade hangouts yeah yeah so uh but my my question is uh we, we've been interviewing all these uh arcades that have been struggling with uh having shutdowns and their governors doing different things uh so how have you handled the covid crisis with your arcade um, well, for the first two weeks, I pretty much sat on my ass and watched bad TV and probably had some good cocktails. What did you watch? What did you watch? I, because I had never been off. I've been working since I was a kid when I started yeah. into the business. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm watching bad copies of Dragnet from the 60s. Yes! Oh, love it. <laughs> but it's cool. It's like some of that stuff I'd never seen as a kid, even in rerun. So it was fun, but you can only watch so much binge-watching of bad TV and Right. Then I, I started talking. Yeah. Magnum <laughs> PI, Rockford ah. Files. Right. <laughs> but only Bionic I could. Woman. And then 
And after that, once they knew we were going to be closed down here in this area through April, I sat down and I thought about, like, what could I do, you know, if, you know, in the next month? And I mm-hmm. went to my business partner, which I thought was going to really turn me down. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was nuts. But I'm like, uh, you know, we're making no money. Even all, all our outside locations are closed down. We're making no money. Hey, can I go spend a lot of money and, you know, rebrand the arcade? And um, he, obviously he said yes. And not only... Did he support my dream? He actually got in and hands-on with me and did so much of the... Glenn's a, always a good background and a background person doing things. And we that was our first goal, to get the arcade cleaned up. And not that it was dirty, but it, certain things need to be done. Yeah. It's hard to do when you're open. A refresh. So we took... You know, and then I realized, wow, I should have... As I was doing this the first month, I'm like, wow, I should have bought stock in Menards. <laughs> yeah. because, oh, yeah. because it, it, Menards was more crowded than, than it normally was. I know. I know, it's great, everybody. I went to. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, did- we were getting closer to looking at opening, you know, and what I thought would take me six weeks ended up taking me 12 weeks. And <laughs> I guess that, that's kind of like buying a game. Like, I go to buy one and somehow I get 20. Yeah. And then I kept on adding. I, I, anyone, that, anybody, anyone that works with me knows that I say, here's what I'm starting with, and then I add things to it as I go along. and my employees, it's usually their goal of who can figure out what I'm adding to it before Glenn gets to know about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, as we were getting finished, Glenn and I really researched, like, what can we do to be the most responsible? It doesn't matter what our government says. Well, I mean, that does matter. But what CDC say, uh, we actually researched it. And we actually are using a chemical on all our hard surfaces. There's a bonding chemical that, that a lot of the FECs are using, which is called a uh, Biocide 100, not cheap, but if it you know helps keep a buffer zone and things a little bit safer, and we 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 extended that out to our you know our route locations and restaurants and stuff. Um, other than that, you know, I had to stand firm on the whole mask policy because I've had people call me up and on the phone they're like yelling at me, complaining about it. I'm like, I didn't put this up for debate anywhere. I'm just telling right. you, just like. No tobacco chewing or hitting my my machines. Yeah. Here for now, these are the rules that we're putting in place. Right. And, you know, the, right. You know, no shirt, no shoes, right no masks, no fucking service. <laughs> exactly. Well, I wanted to tell that guy that. You know. Yeah. Uh, and most people, once we got open, you know, it was a little slow starting, but my community has been very supportive. They were all waiting, and they were a lot of people kept in communication with yep. me, uh, customer wise. Some people dropped drop off plants from like in the gardens outside um, or they would follow me on Facebook and so everyone knew when I was opening they wanted to get back in but everyone was impressed with how we've taken new procedures into place and you know I can't say we're keeping the games any cleaner because before we had the shutdown we were cleaning games and people were coming up to me and say wow you know you guys are really doing a good job cleaning these games and I'm like Thanks for the recognition. For the last 34 and a half years, you've noticed. <laughs> <laughs> right. That we clean these games all the time. That's funny. Pretty meticulous. Whenever I have an arcade party at my house, which is very rare these days, um, I always have hand sanitizer out, and I always have, mm-hmm. right after the party, the next day, every machine gets wiped down. Yeah. Every, yeah. every machine. Smart. Because you don't know who, whose boogers are on that freaking control panel. You were thinking it. You were thinking it's not like you weren't thinking it. <laughs> this is this is actually the gross aspect of this. 
Now that everyone has to wear masks, I was telling Glenn the other day, it's kind of nice not having any clean spit off my pinball glasses. Right, right. That's oh, pretty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Like before I knew it was happening, I was just. What are these little dots? So now what you're saying is. <laughs> right. There's going to be a policy for masks even after COVID goes away. Right? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> you know, but hey, that I, was our goal. Our goal is to get you know, be, keep it light. <clears throat> I normally don't sure. like bark rules of people. It's, right. it's not what I should do in business. Yeah, but I knew I had to stand tall, and I started like a week before we opened. Here's the rules. <laughs> yeah, if you don't like it, it's my ass. Or just you know, I telling people if you don't like it, come back in when things are different. You know, yep. we, we don't want to lose people's business, but if someone's going to, like I was telling some people, I'm glad you're calling me because I don't want to fight about this at my counter, at my door, because we won't fight. Right. Just here's the rules, move on. Right. I love that you did that. I love that you're taking, you know, and us Gen Xers, we're not afraid of freaking wearing a mask. We've had to do all this crap since we were a kid. We've rolled with the punches the whole time. And uh, I, I think I, I, I'm out to protect people. That's the only reason I wear my mask. We had a COVID scare last weekend. Uh, you know, oh. it's like, it, uh, yeah, we had to have somebody tested and it was awful, you know, because you don't know. And you come in contact with anybody and, and it affects people in so so, much, so many different ways. Like, you know, it could just be a sniffle for me, but then somebody else is going to be like in the hospital with a respirator. So I think I think the thing from a from a business perspective is like you run a business. And you get to decide how to run that business. Yeah. And there's Thank certain you. restrictions the government has, and you have to fall within those. And they say, but if you want to be better than the government, like nobody wants to go to a restaurant that meets the minimum standards. <laughs> like, I'm like, you're like, yeah, right. You have like three yeah. pieces of rat pieces <laughs> in every oh. you know? and, But I mean, like, seriously. We got a D plus, so you can come and eat here. That's better, right? And like, <laughs> Some people may agree or disagree on what's better. Like, if your meat is incredibly clean, I don't care. I'm vegetarian. I don't eat the meat. My meat is very clean. Me. I don't give. A, I don't care if the steakhouse has great steak. But but I think that's up for everybody to decide. And for some reason, this issue has become so charged politically. Whereas, like, you're yeah. just doing what you think is best for your customers. Right. Like that's it. And yeah. and like why? Like if, if you don't like it come back later if you like it great i mean and i don't know why people argue about this like it's your business and i think that's wonderful well, that you said like i respect you but come back later you know if this bothers you and thank you for calling i mean that that thank you for calling because i don't want to argue here that's amazing like really a lot of credit to you for that thanks and well the thing is i come from a background of nurses oddly enough that my mom is a nurse uh, glenn's actually a part-time nurse um, that I always spray down everything every year just to uh, combat the flu to keep every kid, Perfect. every parent yeah. from whatever. But but I have to keep everything clean to keep a good barrier against me and the public because someone if I get sick, who's going to run this counter? Who's going to run the arcade? So I've always been doing it. But well, Brian Brian's an actual doctor, and I'm a doctor on TV. Uh, and uh, I've, I've heard that. I was pre-med, but then I became a programmer. <laughs> Good move. True Very story. True move. story. <laughs> was it? I don't know anymore. I was an English major. I was also an English major and pre-med, so what a weirdo. You're very nerdy. 
Pat, yes. Pat mentioned conversions and kind of cringed, but I thought I would bring out, we found a fun, crazy conversion board. What is that? Well, is that? I guess, let's go. We should have had a, this should have been the contest today. Oh, yeah, we could do that next. How about we do that next week? We'll, we'll pick a board and people have to identify it. So here's a picture and I'll give people a few clues. Look at this section here. Yeah. These are DACs. There so you have DAX, digital audio pots. Okay. I have freaking no clue. <laughs> is it a Galaga machine? No, this oh. is this is a Meteor. Oh, interesting. It's a vector clone by Omnivision of asteroids. Awesome. Does it work? Is it in color? I don't have eighty pin edge connectors. Oh. <laughs> that is insane. <laughs> that is Unbelievable! I didn't even Did look at that. Those? So I I will be buying one and we will be testing this. But it's, it's funny. Like, it's like you a, can see there's a horror. Had a few uh, help. Yeah. Over the years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Oh yeah, that's default. Oh, uh, the the edge connector on this one is an 86 pin. Uh, yeah, and it's funny because if you look if you look at it from here over, like from pin. 32 to like <laughs> 50. No joke. Nothing. There's no connections on either side. So uh, is it a, a bunch of... That's funny. Yeah. You could just cut them off. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. But anyways, I thought that would be fun. You mentioned, Pat, you mentioned conversions, and I know people cringe at it, but like, it's kind of fun when you find something neat that's a weird Whoa. like knockoff or whatever. Okay, I have a question on that note. Do you have... Okay, Nate... Give me some of the the more odd titles that exist in Star Worlds today. Um, well, I was I wasn't supposed to be spending money. I was supposed to be actually selling games to <laughs> pay bills, and somehow we bought we bought a few games anyway. But I just had to make sure they were games that Glenn liked. That's the way I got you know the, the I had no issues that we both have been looking for the Rockola game eyes. Oh, and <gasps> you don't see it that often. It's nope. in good condition. It shows up in the middle of a pandemic. So I'm like, all right, I'm trying to like trade this guy some stuff, some money. I'm like, we ended up getting that. Um, that's a pretty rare game here at Star Wars right now. Um, my Cabaret Tron. Those are oh, that's fun. Like some people don't. Oh, very nice. Well, I, I'm a Cabaret collector. Um, nice. But I, I still op- I still operate a lot of them because man, you can fit those into like well when you pack a location. Uh, <laughs> I enjoy the Cabarets here in the back right. of my office. Those are so cool. There are, are at least seven cabaret cabarets that here in Star Worlds, or I wouldn't be able to have that many games. Hey, mm-hmm. where are the other rare? Um, so, speaking, my, my, my exit, the Exidy sidetrack. I found that right before our anniversary party on the 35th anniversary, and that's a pretty hard game to come by. And I used to have one that I now only have the parts of. So to find this one was uh, an amazing. Where we found it was crazy too, but actually a fellow operator. Found that game, went and picked it up. Was chased through a mobile home park by ravaged dogs. What? <laughs> <laughs> and that'd be my friend Dean Wenzel from Oklahoma. That he got out. He's like, "Pat, I have your damn." <laughs> and that's not what he said. He, 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 he goes, "You know, we're good friends, and I do that for you." <laughs> and then I had it shipped here, so that was a pretty cool uh, game to find too. Now. Sidetrack is interesting too because uh, if you remember the ColecoVision, they used to they used to uh, license different games uh, 
than everybody else because they came late to the game, so so to speak. No pun intended, but they they did not have. They had some of the best game titles. Though. They did, but and and here's the problem. So like one of the one of the things they did is on the box they had all these games that were going to be launch titles, and one of them was going to be Sidetrack, but Sidetrack did never come out. Ah. Now here's the thing. Yes, in the homebrew community, somebody made the game, and it's fantastic. It, it is. Awesome. It's actually. It's one of the great ports that a homebrew person. I knows. know. It is so cool. I'm glad you know about that. That's so cool. All right. So, uh, we're we're nearing nine o'clock. We need to give people one more chance to go to arcaderadio.com/slash/contest or on the mobile app. Hit the menu button on arcaderadio.com and enter to win a Chevy Nova. Chevy Nova. Drive away tonight with their Chevy Nova. <laughs> Secret code word. Lozenge. That's lozenge with a Z. L-O-Z-E-N-G. Oh, lozenge. <laughs> yes, watch the film Beverly Hills Cop. Nobody likes that Chevy Nova, especially the blonde woman. I don't remember her name, but whatever. <laughs> All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, close up the, the polls here in exactly one minute. Okay. Uh, we we do have uh, you know about a dozen entries, so people are not real excited about the Chevy Nova. Oh man! And there were twenty something, twenty five listeners. Well, yeah, yeah. It's actually very very telling about whether or not they want the prize. So you Come know, on. if we put up Chevy like Nova, look at that. <laughs> Check out the white walls on that thing. So if we put up like a Herman, you can't give shit away. Yeah, like if we put up a Herman, which is worth about a hundred bucks, I think people should, you know, maybe, you know, at the the season finale, we're going to give away this Herman. And what he's, anyway, uh, Billy Seven oh, made made this. They're a uh, they're a limited run, and uh, the Frankenstein guys. Uh, a Moldorama Herman Munster? They they go for about a hundred bucks. Because Incredible. this is like the tallest Moldorama you can get. Let's, let's measure him right now, just so you can see. Okay. Oh wait, you have a Moldorama collection, Patrick? Oh yeah. I mean really, I have a million collections of things, but yeah. Yes. Um, travel, send me mold dramas, or they come to the arcade and trade them for tokens. No, just kidding. They just give them to me, and my my collection keeps on growing and growing. But in yeah. this whole area, they were at all our zoos and everything. The yeah, yes. would, like smell like crap. The wax would be oozing out. You had to go get your money back. Um, but they were the coolest machines, and it's, it's awesome that they're still being maintained. And I finally just got the train, which I guess I have the train in red, which is hard to find. Very cool. Yeah. So, we also we also have oh. this guy that might end up being on a, on a one of the contests. That that monkey. That is a brontosaurus. Oh, oh no, I was looking I've at uh, what Brian's holding up. Oh yeah, I'm holding my monkey. That's what she said. You guys, a couple of weeks ago, you guys had like three dinosaurs. I'm like, damn it, yeah. I don't have any of those. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, wow. Pat, if you need, we have the Moldorama hookup here. Yes. Now, now, Brian, don't like be over. Don't owned Moldorama yeah. country, I believe. But don't be over promising because he, he sometimes he doesn't have the molds. He just does limited runs. But if he knows people are loving it, he always runs an extra piece for people. Yeah. 
can't he's necessarily a... order oh. something. What? Oh, wait, oh, what's this guy? Oh, there you go. That's... Is that a Jar Jar Binks? Hold him closer. No, it's Goofy. It's Goofy. It's Goofy. Oh my God, that is oh amazing. So cool. I want. I want a Goofy. Goofy's my favorite. That's great. My favorite. I just got is like the Ostermeyer Wiener Mobile. I think my friend Brent from uh, Indiana came in with one of those. Look, <laughs> <laughs> like I need to be adding more to my collections. But um, that's another great thing about Star Wars. Um, you were talking to me earlier before we, I think we started the podcast, and you were talking about the vibe of Star Worlds, that it has, we have all those, the collectibles hanging up. I started that, but then people kept on bringing more and more stuff to us, that, especially college kids here in the area. When they graduate, they give me all their Pac-Man stuff or Mario Brothers stuff, and I didn't want them to be giving the stuff away, but most of them would be like, oh, hey, I'm moving back to my parents' basement. I'm like, I'm sure they're happy to hear that. That's what pays for your education. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I learned, I learned that they like leaving a part of them, you know, themselves here at the arcade. And man, when they come back as alumni, they stop here at the arcade before they even get to NIU. And so I realized the collection is being able to share it and then people to add to it has just been amazing as a community as we've grown. And, and yes, there's stuff on the ceiling. I try to keep that down to a minimum because there's no space left on the walls. <laughs> We have a we have a caller uh, question uh, one of our listeners, and he's asked it three times. So I'm going to go ahead and put this out there. Cool. Does Star <laughs> World have an exterminator? <laughs> we do not. Uh, uh, yeah. I, what a I've only, play, I've only <laughs> played that game once in a Boardwalk arcade in Wisconsin Dells uh, years ago. And what did you think of that game? I didn't play it but once. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, you back. But, the, but it's funny because those games are now like $8,000. So, you know, who's the last having the last laugh? Not me. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> but you're not going to make that any money off that game in your arcade. Okay, here we go. It is past 9 o'clock. It is 9.04. We are going to do the drawing right now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so I've got... Uh, a dozen names in the hopper. We're going to see what happens. All right. I'm ready to start filling this out. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. All right. Is that the sound of the computer? That is the sound of the computer. All right. Now, everybody, uh, on the count of three, we're going to do three, two, one, stop. All right. Uh, I guess it's what, three, one, two, three. Okay, everybody, now, three, two, one. Stop! Okay, tonight's winner, Natropolis. Oh! All right. Uh, I was hoping it was Glenn Thomas from Star Wars Arcade that's been watching from the office. That was um, funny. So, really funny. Tonight, uh, the top three uh, were Natropolis, Mike Page, and SDTM Glenn was third. <laughs> he fun. almost won. <laughs> and, and in the bottom three, we had Mr. Peabody, Joe Drosen, and C.W. Graham. So thanks for playing. That was your drawing for tonight. Uh, let's let's finish up. Any more uh, questions in the hopper? The, uh, Any? Hey, you gotta, oh, oh, go ahead. You have you have one. I don't have a fully formulated well, question. Well, I was just gonna say, like we like to people who are running arcades and doing things who have stuff out on location. Is there anything that you're looking for? Because we get a little bit of a fan base here. Yes. And somebody might say, hey, I've got that, and I need to get rid of it. 
it's funny because most people in this fan base probably have heard from me or have my wish list. <laughs> I'm looking for, I am looking for a food fight that's not like $5,000. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. I had three of those at one time. I had no idea it's going to be a game that I needed <laughs> in 2020. Um, I'm always looking for anything weird. I'm looking for uh, any of the Rockola games other than Nibbler because I have one. And um, I'm looking for Pioneer. And eyes. Now. You now have an eyes. I now have the eyes. I'm trying to build that. A jump Bug is one I'm still looking for. Um, but a lot of the high-end stuff. Well, I, I used to be looking for a root beer tapper. We actually found one. And it's um, amazing awesome. to even find. It's hard to find a tapper recently priced much less a root beer tapper. Right. It's funny. Everybody's after tapper, but root beer tapper, like, I see less of those. Right. Well, people are converting the tappers. Uh, the ripper tappers into tappers uh-huh. and i'm like keep on doing it makes my I, I hope it just drives the price up on mine that i plan on never letting it go for yeah a long time. The, yeah the, the kids love it you know and i'm like it's fun to see the kids get hooked on games like they won't play tron but the younger kids love tapper or root beer tapper so sure it's a great game <laughs> yeah. all right what's your favorite so, game in your arcade right now i'm sure american pinball will be happy with this the hot wheels pinball i'm so addicted to that I've had to watch out because like any time I get a game in the arcade, I can always tell when I've got hooked on it and I'm playing it. Well, I don't consider it way too much, but um, all of a sudden I'm like, hey, why isn't that gotten done? Oh, yeah, I'm playing something too much that I should have been done. <laughs> but, 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 but other than that, um, I'm still pretty much uh, my pandemic game of eyes. And we got that. I kept on moving it around the arcade, tarping it every once in a while when we were painting things, but we were playing that throughout the pandemic for stages, and um, that's like a crazy, quirky little game. That, it's that so fun. Well, I, I originally played that at one of my friends, uh, my friend Trick Man Terry's uh, arcade parties he used to have, and Glenn and I both got hooked on the game, and it became a search. And Do you, it, but it's, it's fun. Because the customers like it. Have you uh, put a bit kit anything in? Because you that, know, I I'm not surprised I was going to be asked that. I have not yet. I see Terry's a big supporter of that with his arcade, which has kind of brought it you know to my attention. Yeah, and um, it's something we will be doing. Um, I like the whole concept, and I like what they've been doing. 150 bucks. Uh, you can have a bit kit. Another 80 bucks. Wrong. Another 80 bucks. You can get the adapter for any pack machine and convert it directly to JAMA. It's really so, really yeah, cool. It, it's nice because you don't have to bastardize any harnesses. Exactly. Direct connections. And, and like the people that are out there that have like moved the hobby along are amazing. I like, yeah. I just like to say that, that a lot of operators, they don't want to hear from guys wanting games for their garage and stuff. Um, and I know sometimes a home collector can get pretty aggressively detailed. <laughs> got, right. But I've been there myself. Um, but yeah. it's amazing what the hobbyists have added. There are parts now before 3D printers were out, yeah. even parts that guys in another industry have jumped in and made to keep machines alive. Um, I, as an operator, I've always welcomed that. That's I love pretty cool. People like that. I love hearing the, you know, what they're doing because they're they're saving these games and helping us keep them keep the games alive too. Well, I have to say, uh, first of all, uh, stick with us after the show uh, because I, we yeah. we want to round up with you uh, personally before you go. Uh, but I want to say, first of all, it's amazing that you're still running in all this crap that's going on, and I love it. It's very inspiring. And my last question for you would be, 
For any any advice for anybody who's running an arcade or running in a business like this right now, uh, what do, what advice would you give them? I should have known you were going to ask me this question. <laughs> um, I mean, Don't do really, it. Really. Um, you have to stay true to what you started, but it, it's harder because there's less money. Sure. Um, but I have not let that stop me. But I actually wanted to change what I do, and I was afraid. Sometimes change, that is the thing too. Sometimes change is hard. For people, generally, they don't like it. Yeah. And I was afraid that I did all this work, spent all this money, and I'd open the arcade, and people would be like, what the hell? <laughs> the thing is, they, they had that look on their face, but they're like, no, this is amazing. And of course, I had a, I had a party the, uh, the weekend before with all of my close friends that have been part of the arcade for years, and they're just our close friends. And they even told me, no, you and Glenn nailed this. You, you took Star Wars Arcade up three levels, but it's still comfortable. It's still kitschy. Yeah. If you're going to be out there as a business, you have to be out there. You have to be out there with your things earned. There, everyone. I hear so many times that when, oh, when it's back to normal, there is not going to be back to normal ever to what we knew it four months ago. So, as a business person, not even just in the arcade business, I think that you have to realize you're in a new climate. You're going to have to make changes, and you're going to help make the help customers help them along the way to make the changes. And sadly, some people just because it's financially, it's going to be tough. But sure. um, sadly, we're going to lose that. We've already lost a couple of our restaurants that we had games in, you know, and it's sad to see that because they're usually mom and pop restaurants that are hard working. But the best advice is keep the best positive attitude you can. And it's, it's not easy out there in business right now, but, but do the best you can. That is that is uh, that's good advice. So we're going to bookend this right now with, a, uh, you know, a couple of promos and some messages to our listeners. First of all. This has been the Double R's Arcade Radio. Thanks for listening in. Hey, don't forget to check out Old School Gamer Magazine. You can pick it up, a subscription, over at www.oldschoolgamermagazine.com. And check out our website, arcaderadio.com. That's R-C-A-D-E-R-A-D-I-O.com for all of our social media and swag links. <laughs> Call and leave comments on 612-548-GAME. That's 4263. Enjoying the show? Pick up some Arcade Radio swag over at teespring.com slash arcade radio. That's R-C-A-D-E-R-A-D-I-O. Or consider supporting our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash arcade radio. Multiple tiers starting at just $3 a month. Helps us with running the show and buying terrible Hot Wheels gifts. <laughs> right? Right? Hey, subscribe to our YouTube channel and click on that notification bell so you'll know when we're streaming live. Hey, if you're listening to the show, uh, drop us a five-star review somewhere and say that you like us because we're desperate for your likes. On Anchor, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you consume our podcast, which is currently up to date up to Warren Davis. Next. That's going to be it for the show from the Arcade Radio team. We hope you had a blast, and we hope we'll see you at the next episode. Now now is the time when I take off my pants. Here they come on.
was in my 30s and I could dance all night long. Now, I can barely dance in an office in my chair. a pipe and 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 I love that Mr. Peabody just said exterminator just to say it out loud <laughs> I'm gonna let this go to the end this time because I think it's super fun listen to this dramatic ending Awkward. We're still hanging up. <laughs>